San Jose, California, it's the Frugal Life Podcast. And here's the host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the podcast. We have a great episode today and a huge announcement that you just have to listen to. First, though, we got our very first voice message from a listener. So it's from Lilith, and it's regarding the Equifax hack class action lawsuit episode, where I talk about how you can get $125 in like five minutes. You should listen to the episode if you haven't. Although, I will give one caveat now, because I'm talking about it. Apparently, some people have done a little bit of math, and maybe not everyone is going to get $125 if too many people sign up for the class action suit. So it's possible it you might not get a whole $125, like I mentioned. I don't really know. That's just something I read. So take that for whatever it is. Anyways, we're going to play the clip from Lilith now. Hey, thank you for sharing that. Um, I actually um, signed up for updates when I, as soon as I heard it happened, I did the same thing. I actually, and I think I got, I think I got rid of the book, excuse me, the bookmark. Um, I had Chrome before and I'm now just using Safari because of some browser bug that I guess came through Chrome. So I'm not using Chrome anymore. I'm using just Safari, but I had like a bookmark uh, of a website where you can, you know, follow and look up new class action, like class action settlement suit, like basically look up like the settlements. And uh, I mean, you could just Google it anytime and it'll pop up, you know, but yeah, there's um, usually like a a site with a list and I follow that and I've received money from settlements as well. So thank you for the reminder on this one. Okay, and thank you again, Lilith. If I find that link that you're referring to between now and the time I publish this episode, I will leave it in the show notes. Thanks again. We have a great segment coming up now. We'll talk about WeWork for a solopreneur. But before that, let's get into the big announcement And that is, I have looked at the analytics for the Frug Life podcast, and I've noticed that the majority of my views, I mean listens, it's a podcast, come from California. And more specifically, they come from San Diego, California. And so in an effort to connect with my audience better, the Frug Life podcast is officially moving its studios from San Jose, California to San Diego. That's right. The podcast is moving and me along with it. And along those same lines, the studio will be totally revamped and so much better. The audio quality will be phenomenal. You'll see. And along those same lines, that means that the Frug Life will have a second season. So stay tuned for this season. There's still a few more episodes coming out, but then we will relaunch and have a second season of the Frug Life podcast, and it will be twice as good as the first season. So come along for the journey. Invite a few friends to listen to if you want. The more the merrier. Let's make this happen. 
And if you want me to move to your city, just have more people in your city listen to the podcast and maybe I'll have to move to where, wherever you are next. <laughs> just kidding. We'll see about that. All right. Now to the next part of the show. One of the topics I hope to cover in this podcast is small one-person businesses or small lifestyle businesses. Think Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek or Company of One by Paul Jarvis. Just to be clear, though, that's not exactly where I am yet. I'm much smaller than a company of one. I don't produce any physical goods or market any physical products. I have a few blogs and websites and this podcast and some books, and I keep to very grassroots marketing. So while I'm going to try to take the perspective of a solopreneur, that's not exactly what I am. I visit the weak work as part of a larger organization. And that's what this segment is all about. We work for a solopreneur. So I'm a little hesitant to publish this episode for a few reasons. One, the staff at the WeWork is really nice. I really like them. I don't want to make their lives harder or anything. And two, I'm reading How to Make Friends and Influence People, and a big step is to not criticize things. So I'm trying not to do that. But at the same time, though, I do want to talk a little bit about my personal experience at this particular WeWork, which may not be your experience. Maybe your WeWork is different, and maybe your experience will be different. So let's talk about WeWork. Is it a good work location for a solopreneur? Well, the one I have experience with is located in San Mateo, and it has a few things going on for it. It is right by the freeway, and it's right by the Caltrain station. But it also has a lot not going on for it, too. To start, it's difficult to find parking. The Caltrain station often has parking, but it costs $5.50 a day, which isn't too bad. I mean, my firm reimburses me for it, so I'm okay with it. But if I were a solopreneur and I wanted a place for my clients to park for free with no hassle, if they were coming in to work with me, uh, this isn't an ideal situation. I wouldn't want my clients to have to pay for the parking, or if the station is full, there's really nowhere to park. And pe- there's some street parking, but it fills up at like 9 o'clock in the morning or even earlier than that. So, I mean, really, if I was taking client visits, I wouldn't recommend this particular WeWork. And maybe other WeWorks do have parking, but I don't really know about that. But so for that one test, it it really fails, in my opinion. And I mean, honestly, that's half the reason I would want to rent a location versus just working remotely so I could take client meetings. I could just work from my house otherwise, and that would work fine for me. It's just if I was meeting with a client, I'd rather meet somewhere other than my house. So my next gripe is hopefully specific to this particular WeWork. And that is that the chairs are awful. Imagine like a chair for a grade schooler, but larger and metal, like a metal picnic chair. It's unbelievably comfortable and my back will ache just after a few hours. And after the end of the day, it's just terrible. Next, the Wi-Fi is a little unreliable as well. I get disconnected sometimes. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. More importantly, though, there's music constantly playing, and it's pretty loud. The conference rooms get really stuffy, and if you open the door, 
you are assaulted with music. The rooms are not really soundproof either, which, like, so the sound will come through even if the door isn't open. It's just kind of a, a dull roar of music as opposed to blasting in your face. So that's kind of unfortunate, if you ask me. They're also made out of glass, so you can see everything that's going on in the WeWork. So if you're easily distracted by motion, well, you may not have too much fun at the WeWork. And likewise, the NPR team, I think it was Planet Money or the Indicator team, I don't remember which. I'll send a link in the description. Visited a WeWork too, and that's kind of what they said too, that it was loud and it was difficult to focus and they didn't get as much work done as they would have hoped. Now, some positives. The community events are pretty all right. I went to one somewhat recently. There was some interesting cheese and stuff. There was socializing. Although maybe not as much as you might expect in a co-working space. And again, the staff was really nice too. But really, with no parking, uncomfortable working spaces, sometimes spotty Wi-Fi, it, to me, it does not seem ideal for a solopreneur, particularly a solopreneur who's meeting with clients. Now, if you're just looking for a place to get out of the house and to focus, and you're able to tune out sound and motion and that kind of stuff, and it's just because you're in your house that you can't focus, I mean, maybe it could work. But I think in, in most situations, it, it, it isn't ideal for me. It wasn't an ideal working situation. And as a side note, as someone who doesn't drink tea, coffee, or alcohol, it's kind of amazing how many drink choices they can offer, and I can have virtually none of them. They have water with fruit on each floor, and that's about it. They have coffee on the fourth floor. They have beer tabs, which I don't really get either. I mean, when, when do you drink beer at work? It seems like they're offering things to appear hip and modern, but kind of knowing full way well that nobody's going to actually drink beer at work. I mean, are you <laughs> going to just crack one on open in the morning and work with a buzz the rest of the day? Or is it at the end of the day before you drive home? That doesn't sound like a good idea either. I, I just don't get where beer fits in your work schedule. Anyways, there are some nice touches. There's mouthwash in the bathroom. Apparently, you can request other toiletries from the staff. I do ask them for power strips all the time as the conference rooms don't have enough plugs. Lastly, pricing. So I think that WeWork is more for small to mid-sized companies, or even large ones may be able to make it work. And really only in high cost of living areas, I think. I know the whole office, one of the past organizations I worked for, uh, rented with a conference room and four private offices was just a little bit more than a membership at WeWork. But I'm comparing totally different geographies, right? One is in the middle of the country and one is in San Mateo, you know, right in the Silicon Valley. Now next, how about WeWork as an investment? Now, I don't want to opine or anything like that on WeWork. So take all of this with a grain of salt. I'm just giving some high-level thoughts about WeWork as an investment. This is not investment advice. I have not taken your personal circumstances or situations in mind. This is an investment advice. This is just some guy on the internet saying what he thinks. Now, I hate to be a naysayer, though, but I think WeWork is pretty overvalued. If you look at the amount of money they lose each year, 
It is amazing. I don't even know how they lose that much money. And still, they charge so much money. The membership is not cheap by any means. I mean, sure, it might be cheaper than renting a whole office out, but it's not cheap. And somehow they have to get way more memberships at these high prices or they have to raise their prices. I don't, I don't know how they become profitable. They really have to scale up. And personally, I'm kind of skeptical that that will happen. I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. I'm open to being wrong. But I personally don't see it happening. But we'll see. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to listen to next week's episode, Monday, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. All right, have a good week and stay frugal. Hi, Ricky here. I had a few updates. One, I wrote this episode a few months ago, a month or two ago, really, and then I recorded it last week. And one thing I noticed as I returned back to WeWork is actually the music the past few days has been at a more manageable level. So maybe that's improved. The chairs haven't, and lots of other aspects still haven't changed, but the music was definitely at a manageable level last time I was there. So maybe that's better. Another thing I want to mention is I've announced the podcast is moving to San Diego, and that's true. That's where my base camp will be, so to speak, as I go and travel the world for the next month or so. If you want to learn more about that, check out my new YouTube channel. It's actually an old YouTube channel, but I have just relaunched it again. So check it out. I I should be making weekly videos there. I hope you enjoy. So check out another boring YouTube channel. Link will be in the show notes. And I think that's all I wanted to talk about right now. If I have more changes, I will release them in a new episode. Stay frugal, my friends, and have a great week.